C-A-M-P-A-D-U-L-T-H-O-O-D Camp Adulthood Bridging the Millennial Divide One conversation at a time Interviewing guests Strangers and friends We hope that you enjoy your stay at Camp Adulthood Hello and welcome to Camp Adulthood and the Resident Youth. I'm the Resident Youth, Maddie Yergi. And I'm Camp Adulthood, Shay Keats. And we are joined by an esteemed guest. Sup? <laughs> the most esteemed. The most esteemed. The very most esteemed. Um, how do you pronounce your last name? Di Paolo. Di Paolo. Yeah. It's like it's two it's actually two words, but I I don't put a space in between the D and the, the E and the P, so I just leave it. It's D and then Paolo. I like that. It's very, very Italian, cool. So. And <laughs> we're also joined by an audience member. Hello. How's it going? It's me, Corey. Live studio audience. <laughs> the official podcast intern. Yeah. And we have, yeah. Employee of the month. Corey wants to put that on his resume, so I've allowed it <laughs> to happen. It's very nice. It's very nice. Yeah. So. Um, but that's how... We have Patrick in studio with us in the professional recording studio is you taught young Corey here in his summer chemistry class. Yes, young Corey. Yeah. Much younger than me, right? Yeah, two, two months. Two Big months. two months. Yeah. <laughs> so we're excited right, to have you so here. So Patrick, give us the quick lowdown. I mean, we already know your name, but tell us uh, just so our audience can kind of recognize your voice as we chat, you know, where you're from, how old you are, and a fun fact about yourself. All right. So... Um, I was born in Staten Island, so not far from here. But I mean, the, I was gonna uh, say the accent. Yeah, you can tell. Really? Well, I mean, that's where I. My I parents so. are from Brooklyn, so. Oh, okay. That's, that could that be more too. Yeah. Then moved to Jersey Shore when I was five years old. Mm. So Monmouth County, it's a, it's near the shore area. Then now for school, I live in Hoboken, and I live there as an undergrad. Then when I am now I'm in graduate school, do my PhD in chemical biology. And uh, I live in Hoboken in my apartment with my roommate, Mikey. Give him a shout out. Hi, Mikey. Uh, yeah. Hi, Mikey. Hey, Mikey. Yeah, he'll be listening to this. I'm going to send this to him. Oh, great. Yeah. We love it. New <laughs> listeners. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, what else? So uh, I'm doing my doing my PhD. It's boring, but uh, it's whatever. And then That's I'm also, of course, I'm teaching. So part time uh, to get extra money. My side my side hustle is uh, teaching young people like Corey <laughs> uh, chemistry. So it's a lot of fun, and it's really easy, and I love teaching, which is one of the things I'm going to talk about, how much I love it. And uh, it might be a career choice of mine. I really don't know. There's a lot of pathways I could uh, go with, with uh, chemical biology, having a biochemistry degree. It sounds like a, like all, like... Sounds fancy. Sounds fancy, right? Right? <laughs> but uh, I don't know. And really how old are you? I am 23 now. Newly 23. 23 in, in June, so I just turned 23. Happy birthday. Thank what you. day is your birthday in June? June 2nd. Is there, are you oh. June also? I am. I am June 22nd, however. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, very nice. Cool. Well, mm. we'll get more into the chemistry and everything um, a little bit later. But, Shay, do you have a millennial moment to share with the group? Um, yes. I guess my millennial moment is that today I was, like, on my phone, as millennials are, <laughs> and I noticed there was, like, this weird... It almost looked like candle wax was on my phone. And I was like, what the F is this? Like, I don't even have any candles in my home. So how would this have happened? And oh, then God. I realized it was pork grease from <laughs> this very fancy dinner that David and I made last night. Because, uh, well, actually, we originally made it for his birthday. We made a porchetta, which is like a pork belly that's been like seasoned and wrapped and chilled and it's like a whole thing but we had half of it left over so we like defrosted it and made it um and apparently i got pork grease everywhere and i just thought it was a good millennial moment because it is a lot of bit trash baggy but it's also you know like millennials like their fancy foods but i did not instagram i did not do any instagramming of the fancy foods so yeah that was i was gonna millennial. say i feel like you're not as into the Instagramming of the food as some people are. I'm not. I used to be more into it, but I feel like here's my here's my thoughts on food photography. <laughs> and that is that there are people out there who do it really, 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 really well. That's true. And everyone else kind of sucks at it. So like <laughs> once in a while I'll get a shot or I'll have something that's like really cool and I'm like, I have to share this, but I'm generally not gonna like put it on my feed. Like this yeah. porchetta tasted amazing. 
my photos of it, like I took photos of it when we did it for David's birthday because I was like, oh, this is like a fun memory. But the photos all looked like, you know, a gross raw piece of meat. Like it was not at all beautiful. So I did not yeah. feel the need to share it. On we were my looking. Feed. I don't think she listens to the podcast, but one of Corey's friends took a really unappetizing picture of her dinner. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, it was just really bad. Like it didn't look good at all. Like it looked aggressively bad. Like was it a dinner that she made? Yeah, she made it from scratch. It was like oh. a whole pea. It was like a whole uh, breaded chicken breast with like breaded uh, like pickles. I think, Ew, and then it the f- and then it was like and then it was two pieces of broccoli. Yeah, it was like two broccoli florets <laughs> only. <laughs> it was weird. It was not balanced. <laughs> it was gross. Well. I mean, well, I'm glad you, she's if, proud of it. If you cook it yourself, it's art. So, I mean, technically, I you could, you you could definitely Instagram that. I don't like mm-hmm. when people take pictures of food that they just order from a restaurant. That's, a lot of people do that. Uh, and, I mean, you look on the re- restaurant website and you can get the pictures also. So it yeah. really... <laughs> Exactly. Like, there, there, there are people who this is their whole professional job is to, like, pick, take pictures of food. Let them do it. Exactly. Totally. Okay. I agree. Um, yeah. I don't really have a good millennial moment, I was thinking, and the only thing I could think of was there, there's like a bulldog at my office, I work in a dog-friendly office, and it was splooting on the ground. Do you guys know what a sploot is? Yeah. The sploots. It was so cute. That means they're happy. Yeah. You're banging, Corey's banging the bed with his foot. I tap my my feet, I'm sorry. You're going to have to leave the room, Corey. No, I'm sorry, just don't make me leave. (laughs) We need a live audience. This is is Corey's birthday gift from me to him. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that I just, it was just such a delightful, you know, we talk a lot about dogs on this podcast. I feel like the love of dogs, yeah, it's very millennial. So it was just a nice little lighthearted thing. Do either of you gentlemen have a millennial moment? Well, mine's kind of a millennial moment story. That works. We okay. like stories. All right, cool. So it's the first time I ate an edible. Oh, God. It was <laughs> an experience for the ages. It, it actually changed my life. So <laughs> what, I'll, I'll exp- what was the drug in the oh, edible? Oh, pot. Yeah. It okay. wasn't like, I mean, like, it wasn't there's other ones. I mean, there's mushrooms and stuff, but like, there's like shrooms, but like, I never did that before. Uh, I'm very basic. Um, <laughs> uh, so this was uh, probably a... I think a junior in college and my friend got me. He's like, yo, like try this cookie. Like, and I'm like, Oh, like, is it strong? He's like, I don't know. And I'm like, Oh God. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, you, you know, you know, it's going to be bad already. So yeah. I'm like, I could take this. I, I, up to this point, I probably smoked like only three times. So I was like, yeah, I'm a master at this. No problem. <laughs> so he's like, you're so, uh, I'm only going to have a half. I'm like, he's like, I'm like, you know what? Give me that. And I eat like three quarters of it. No. Yep. Too I, much. Too, way too much. So, an hour and a half goes by. I'm good. Like, I don't, I'm like, dude, I don't feel anything. And then he's, and then he's like, he's like, really? Like, I feel a little bit. I'm like, whatever. Then, then like within 10 seconds, I just start getting the giggles. I'm on the floor cracking up about nothing. He's like, he's just like sitting there. I'm just like laughing at him for no reason. Just like crazy. Then it's like, it's like an exponential, edibles are like exponential growth. Of how high you. That get. sounds like a chemistry term. It's a, it's mm-hmm. more mathematics, right? Corey, yeah, stats, it's, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. All right. So, it's like an exponential growth of how high you get. So, if ten, five minutes, boom, I'm, I'm like, lab. But then it goes into like, like, I, I start having like anxiety attacks and like panic attacks. My mind, you know, like there's part of your. Here's the way I like to explain it to people. There's part of your mind that's kind of like. When you get really drunk, you're like, okay, I need to go here, I need to go here. Yeah, like, you're still like I, cognizant. You're still of cognizant what's of yeah. what you're doing, but you're really drunk and you have no coordination. And like, you know, you're safe because you can like go back to your house and like you know how to kind of get to where you need to be to be safe. Call your friend or whatever. Imagine that's gone. <laughs> Imagine that sense of like who you are turns on you, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you're just not a real person. Like I'm, I'm J.K. Like I'm not like your conscience isn't there anymore. <laughs> That's what it's like. It was terrible. Then, like, you just, like, your mind basically turns against itself. So, my friend, I try to explain to this as it's going on that I'm losing my, literally losing my mind. And I never knew what that meant until this happened. And he's like, yo, uh, there's a burger place down the road that has Monday deals where it's, like, half-off burgers. Want to go? I'm like, dude, I can't even, I can't even do anything right now. I can't even think. And he's like, all right, we're going. So, he drags me. To this burger place, Arthur's Burgers is in Hoboken. It's really great. 
yeah, yeah, try it out. It's like seven dollars on Mondays for like burger and fries. It's really good. Um, so me and another friend we go there, and me, him, there's three of us, right? So like I said, it's exponential. So it wasn't done yet. It didn't peak. It didn't have a uh, amplitude yet. That's a math term. <laughs> so um, what happened next is like kind of like like uh, like uh, have you ever seen Wolf of Wall Street? Okay. Yes. The cerebral palsy stage. Yes. <laughs> it's like that where I just basically like just melted down, into the I ground. I melt down on the chair and like droop over my food and like. The waitress is like, "Do you want another drink, sir?" I'm like, Ugh. "I'm like mumbling, oh, and, I, no. and I, I can't, I can't do anything." Then I'm like, "I'm like my friend Jerry. I give him a shout out to Jerry." And I'm, I'm like, "Jerry, I need to, I need to throw up now." He's like, <laughs> he's from like, the weed? I've never heard of someone yeah, throwing up yeah. from marijuana. So, I mean, what's it called? Green fever, I think. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's, that's a, a new he, one for he, me. He I've never. Must have been a very strong cookie. Yeah. Um, so oh, then man. I ended up throwing up like six times. Oh my god! In that, oh, and, and then one of the one of like the uh, I think awful. the janitors or whatever for that restaurant opened the door, saw me throwing up, was like, "Oh my god!" And then just like closed, it was like slammed the door on me. I'm like, "Dude, I'm sorry. Like, this is really bad." <laughs> it's like this is a Monday night, mind you. So it's like the middle. They're of They're not ready like, for this. They're not ready for that yet. So I'm the only one in the entire city of Hoboken getting fucked up on a Monday night. Oh, I'm sure you're so, not the only one. Yeah. <laughs> There's I mean, always that someone bad, else. Losing, literally losing my mind, I think so. Um, and then I ended up, uh, now I, that happened one other time, but not as bad. And then uh, now I know if that ever happens again, just like, yeah, you learned your force limit. myself to sleep. That's the mm-hmm. only way to get out of it. So it was really bad, but uh, it it changed my mind. Cause I didn't know, it changed my uh, my look outlook on life, because I didn't really know that you can get that high. And then it could actually change your, alter your mind state to a point where like, you don't even know that you exist. So... It seems kind of, like a profound but terrifying experience. Profound but terrifying. So uh, now I'm aware. So yeah, that's my millennial moment. Maybe too long, but I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It's fine. <laughs> no, I also think, honey, that that might have been <laughs> laced with something more than marijuana. Everybody else was fine, though. Like, they were high. Well, if you took fine. a full cookie and your friend only took, like, a quarter or no, a half. No, I mean, they had half. Probably... I had, like, a bit more than half. So it wasn't uh, it wasn't dramatic amount more. You just can't handle then maybe the Shay was right. Yeah, I'm just a lightweight with that. this is very not to get too off base but i feel like Corey had a very similar experience the other weekend if you want to tell us the abridged version all right so i got pretty high from a vape pen but i wasn't where i wanted to be this was we'll give the listeners and shay some more context this is all given to us by our former guest Kristen. yeah after the recording So she let me take some hits from her vape pen, and I got a little buzz, but I wasn't where I wanted to be, so I was really disappointed. So I pulled... So what did you do? The weed... You became a trash bag. Yes. I pulled the weed butter out of my fridge and made a bunch of waffles, and I put the Hmm. butter on the waffles, because I was like, this is a genius idea. This is so great. Ate the waffles. Delicious. Great idea. I thought so at the time. And then, like, it hit me when I... Just before I gave up, where I was like, because I still wasn't getting high, and I was like, this sucks. It's over for me. It, I stood up, and then it was like my entire body just fell apart on me. Like <laughs> at, at, it, it was so awful. And I just became acutely aware that my brain is just like a consciousness trapped inside of like a body. Oh, my God. Yep, Good yep. grief. <laughs> and then I, grief. Just, I, I had like a straight anxiety attack. Then I saw the funniest video I'd ever seen in my life. And it's I not that funny. I've it. seen it. Not that funny. It's Thomas the Train. Like a model of Thomas the Train on like a train track, this. and I it's got like jumps and loops. And as it goes on, it's synced up perfectly to Biggie Smalls. I've seen that, I've and seen it's that. the funniest <laughs> shit I've ever it's seen. It's not funny. Life. It's a lame video. It's so fantastic. I, I was stoned out of my mind watching it. I got, I like was paralyzed on the couch, just in a fit of laughter. Maddie came home, and I was like, Yeah, I came home, and I was like, not amused by any of this. Like, so it was incredible. Yeah. It was very interesting. I was like panic texting Maddie. I was like, please get home. I need you right now. Here, here's a good ancient millennial version of this story. I mean, I could also tell the story about tell? when I ate an edible and I thought the rats were coming out of the ceiling to get me. Oh, God, that but, sounds awful. Um, I think funnier is when I was at, I'm not going to say whose house I was at, but let's just say they are an older person that I am close with. And I thought I would be nice and clean out their refrigerator. And I found this really green butter in their fridge and i was like they have moly butter in their fridge so i threw it out and then they got home and they were like that was my weed butter that i 
made from the weed that I organically grew in the yard from seeds that I saved since 1970. And I was like, well, I thought it was moldy. So now it's in the garbage. Sorry. That's hilarious. (laughs) That's a good story. Yeah. So fun. I felt very Um, fun. Well, moving right along to the uh, campfire toasty hot topics. Do you have anything fun for us, Shay? Um, you know, I think I, I brought so many to the table last week that I'm just gonna just tapped out passing on this one. I love it on on my uh, campfire. Well, topics. I have one. So good, excellent. Um, let's see if I can pull it up. Hold on. Do I still have it loaded? Yes, it's loading. So this is an article that was sent to us by my mother. So shout out Marianne. Hi, Marianne. And I thought that this was interesting having Patrick here as someone who is getting his PhD and teaches in academia. You might be familiar with student debt Mm -hmm. in some way or another. Yep. Um, Very familiar. So this article is in the Daily Mail, which is, if you're unfamiliar, it's like a trashy tabloid app, but sometimes they have really good stuff. Um, And so this article says, U.S. super saver couple reveal how they cleared their $123,000 debt in just three years, including selling mm. their belongings, reducing their internet speed, and banning eating eating out. So, attention-grabbing headline. I read the article. I'll give you guys the highlights. Basically, these two people, um, they're 28 and 29. They're married. And um, they decided that they didn't want to live with any debt. So, they had between student debt, um, their credit card, they had some credit card debt, their car loan, and everything. They were like, we're going to do nothing but pay it off. But the stuff that they did... Some of it I was like, okay, I give them, you know, power. And I think millennials don't get enough credit that you can basically do whatever you want if you set your mind to it, including paying off debt. But they said a lot of the stuff, like, they sold their possessions, they stopped eating out. Like, that's all stuff that anyone could do. But one of the things that they say towards the end of the article was that they didn't have any more than $1,000 in savings at any given time. And I was like, that's a little scary in case something bad happens to you. So, to me, that was yeah. not great, but they, anyways, they each made only, like, $30,000 a year, and they were able to move into, like, a really cheap apartment, and, like, they didn't buy any new clothes, they only thrifted, like, they did all this stuff, and they were able to pay off all this debt. So, to me, it's it's an inspiring story, but it's also one of those stories, like, I heard, as I burp into the microphone, um, they, I heard someone, um was giving a talk the other day and they were talking about all these like quote unquote inspiring stories that are really terrible. Like when you hear the stories of like coworkers donating vacation days to pregnant women so she can take more days off. It's like, why as a society do we need to do these things? Yeah. So anyways, thoughts, anyone? Um, I have many thoughts of this and it also, it's a campfire topic that I guess I could have brought today if I'm allowed to bring articles from my own blog onto the campfire of course plug it this topic. is your podcast it is my podcast i know i'm allowed to do whatever Shai i has want a very fancy blog um, yeah but i think that that's all really interesting um I-, I always feel like stories like that are not very realistic because i think there's it's definitely an extreme a, yeah there's always something that like we i feel like that we don't know about what's going on and whether that's they're getting help or like you know i don't know it depends on where they yeah live i mean we're taking the word for it yeah yeah they're in the u.s in the midwest somewhere i think they were like nebraska yeah. so I, I think say. there's a lot of there's a lot of options but i think i don't know so the question that was like posed to me that is kind of like along the same line and it has to do with what you were saying about savings maddie is someone asked me and i did a little thing on it about like how much money should you have saved to quit your job oh that's and interesting yeah. And so to give answer... Patrick and our sorry to cut you off, Shay. To give Patrick no. and our listeners some idea, Shay start start her own business. She's a strategic um, business coach slash cool. consultant. Yeah, that's good. That's and, a good way to. Think. Yeah. Um, and so she lived in New York, and then when she moved to Portland, she started this own business, and now she like works for herself. So, anyways, thank you, on. Maddie. Maddie is my biggest fan. Yeah. Um, so it was really interesting when I was posed this question because the big thing. 
you know, I, my kind of like standard answer to that is like, you need to have $10,000 in the bank. But then I like broke it down and I was like, it really comes down to how much you're comfortable with having in that emergency fund. And like the standard rule of thumb that all millennials, um, are taught, which I think originally comes, I don't know who put it out there first, but definitely Susie, is that how you say her? Susie Orman, Orman talks about this a lot is they should have three to six months of expenses saved up. Um, but that, of course, Which, depends on, like, what you spend money on and where you live exactly. and how expensive it is and exactly. everything. So, I mean, my thought is, like, That's if good. you're trying to pay down debt or you want to quit your job or you want to do something like that, like, you have to look at a couple of different things. And the first is, you know, if you don't have a lot of debt and you have really good credit and you want to do something crazy like that, then you don't have to have as much saved up because you can get a low interest credit card and have that in case of emergencies. But if you already have a lot of debt... And, you know, like these people did, why I, I think it seems really crazy to me that you wouldn't have you wouldn't spend more of that. Yeah, a thousand dollars is not enough to me. Yeah. Into creating an emergency fund, because if you have an emergency, you're going to be right back where you started. And it's going to be even harder, like if you can't work, et cetera. Right. And I also like feel like a crisis. lot of people when they do that, they cut out um, the first thing that a lot of young people, a lot of millennials cut is their health insurance or their car insurance. Um, and these things are it's so dumb because a minor accident or a minor illness can bankrupt you. Like you're literally screwed for the rest of your life. So, I mean, I think it's all well and good to be like, oh, they paid it off in three years and it's amazing on no money. But like, I would want to really dig into what they're cutting and what that means. Yeah. Yeah, I think the main thing with them is the keyword, like they're living in the Midwest. The, the rent there right. for an apartment is astronomically cheaper than it is in this part of the country and also um in, uh, i mean in like more urban parts of the country um also i mean you mentioned car insurance i think car insurance is illegal not to have right it depends I, on, so the it depends on the state well, yeah health insurance was for a while but right. i think people still cut it because they're like okay well i'll just deal with it if yeah i yeah. get it or it's cheaper to just pay the penalty it's funny you know? my, uh, my roommate actually he's, he always says like oh insurance is the biggest scam ever because until you need it and, and exactly right that's why i always tell him until you need it but i mean his logic is i mean health insurance the doctor's visit without health insurance is what i mean it depends where you go but maybe upwards of a thousand dollars right exactly but insurance is a scam but, insurance is totally a scam but it if says you, the person who doesn't I mean, have you, insurance if you know if you i guess if you're smart enough and you know what's going on with your body and know what your health is i guess in some cases but you, you can might still be right. get hit by a car but tomorrow. you can still get hit by a car and you need health Man, insurance look both ways yeah of course look both ways. you're gonna get voted <laughs> off the island consider the fact that most insurance companies make money off of the people that don't get into accidents and only a very small percentage of insurance policyholders do like yeah. that means you're more likely to not need insurance by an insanely large margin. True. Like that's how they make money. That's why insurance companies than you are. To but you need still it. need it. It's really so nice to have these white dudes talking about how they don't need health insurance um, because they can Shay, never have the possibility dies, to get pregnant. He dies. That's the rule. You get hit by a car. Corey and I have gotten into this argument like one too many man. times, so I'm Survival ending this conversation Survival now. Excellent well, millennial moment, all, all right. right. I, or I, hot topic. So, so much privilege, I yeah, can't even like, handle it. Right my family whatever. has like even dumber insurances, like dental insurance. Like I think that's kind of dumb. Oh no, I would. Shell I don't think so. I would, I, would sh- I would shell out big money for dental insurance. I'm I mean, super excited <laughs> about my teeth. Again, it I depends mean, on the person. I brush every day. I'm good. My teeth have been good for years, so I mean, I don't see any problems. I gotta so like, bro. maybe not now. Maybe if I'm older, then I'll get all the insurances. Dude, I'm shelling but, out of pocket for an implant. I mean, I can't live. I'm shelling out of pocket for an implant. I can't live this life. That's now, very expensive. Now Medicaid's getting sued because they don't cover implants. Corey, this is very screwed up that you won't, you don't want regular insurance, but you'll pay for dental insurance. No, that no he so. doesn't pay for dental insurance. He pays out of pocket for everything. That's not true. Instead oh. of paying, yeah, that's true. Just for the implant. All of my other stuff is covered by my health insurance. That you don't pay for. Yeah, because I don't have income. I'm sorry, it's not my fault. Corey here is on government health insurance, so everyone in America is paying for it. Oh, hey, thank you, America. You, yeah, Corey, you can also you, you can also say. thank me for my service. Oh my God! Appreciate I was about it. to do that. Thank Boom! You oh, thank Good you. Grief. <laughs> the world's tiniest violin. <laughs> womp womp. What? Um, <laughs> this is going off the rails. Um, do you guys have any uh, hot topics or anything you guys want to discuss? Anything from the news or anything millennial related? Oh, I. Oh, you want to go first? I really want to ask you a question. All right, go. 
what is your like education history? Because you and I are the okay, same. Well, that age. that's well, for the interview portion. That's the interview portion, Corey. 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 Man, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not a regular here. I don't know. I don't have yeah, just we'll stay pause in the that. audience. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, um, something that I I read the other day was that. Um, to be like, quote, unquote, I don't know what they define su- this article defines success as, but to be successful in America now, 90, to be, a, have a 95% chance of being successful, I guess that meaning middle to at least middle class, uh, educated middle class job is three things. You need to, um, one graduate high school It's very, very basic, basic things. And it's weird as a 95% uh, chance of being successful with these three things Two, not, oh, sorry. I hit the thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, two, not having a kid before you're 20. That was something they found. Okay. And then for guys, it doesn't really – that doesn't make make, make uh, sense. But I guess that means not being involved with someone who had a kid less than Yeah, uh, you don't have 20. to pay alimony. Um, you don't have yeah. to pay child support. All exactly. Things. And then the third one was not committing uh, a felony. So you do those yeah, three – Yeah, those all th- seem like the bare minimum. Right, right, right. But, but the fact is like – I mean, in today's world, like – Most people won't make it. Most people do that. But, I mean – it's not that the point is like based on stats, it doesn't really seem too hard to be successful, which is weird because that's all of our millennials, us and millennials. Something we we uh, stress about is how do we become successful? How do we get that middle class job, that job that uh, that pays like fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year? And how do we go from there? Where do we? How do we get there? Um, and then like the big thing is like what I'm gonna talk about later is like college. Like how much do we need college? Which as a college professor, oh, you you need college mm-hmm. so much. Like it's really important. You can't get anywhere about college. That's not true. You could totally get places about college. But then there's people who take that to the extreme who are like, oh, I'm going to start my own business and not have any education and like try to make it make like billions of dollars doing it. And like, I'm going to be the next Bill Gates. That's a very, very small percent chance, a very, very small percent of people. But I mean, yeah. Yeah. So I'll talk about that later. It seems to me on one hand, those are very like the three things that you mentioned are on one hand, very basic. Yeah. But yet so many people fail to meet them that it's kind of an eye opening thing. For, um, in a lot right. of ways. I also think, um, and sorry, this is not me like get down on the white dudes day, but I think they can handle you're it. Also, yeah, we can handle it. We can handle it. Like that good. idea of success is also <laughs> coming from a place of privilege. And I think we forget the vast number of people in this country who are living in poverty and how it's not the middle class that's defined success for them. It's, it's, it's the bare minimum that defines success. So I think, you know, if they don't have a felony and they don't have a kid and they've graduated high school and they're able to work 40 hours a week at minimum wage long enough that they have health insurance, that's success. Yeah. Again, yeah. I don't, I don't know where they, what they, what that article defines success as. So it could be, it could be not dead. Like steady employment. It could be be like, yeah, yeah, it could be not being incarcerated. Right. Exactly. Not being incarcerated. I don't know. So, um, that's that's something I'll, that's interesting, but yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Good, good topic. A-, a plus, everyone. Do you have anything, Corey, before we move on to the interview? I know you have questions, so you can oh, you can no. skip. You, we can wait, skip no, you. No, yeah, ask the question at the interview. I mean, I don't. I feel like people get too wrapped up in trying to be successful, and not enough people just enjoy Dude. having a beer and just chilling out, man. Just chill. Cool. Nice, relax. nice Friday. Right no, 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 no. <laughs> Corey's very relaxed. It's contemplative. <laughs> it's been that way since I got out of the military, man. Just gotta chill, oh, dude. Yeah, the last time our listeners talked to you, outside of a, me talking at you, you were a marine. Yeah, sure was. No, no more though. Now I don't shave. I still work out every day. Okay, cool. There was now, some fist bumping that just happened, yeah. listeners. All right, we're transitioning. We're getting more beers, and then we will move into the interview portion for Excellent. young Patrick here. Excellent. Um. Very exciting episode so far. Really it enjoying is. myself. This is really some hot takes, as Maddie would say. Hot takes, hot takes. Cheers, mate. Cheers. All, All right. Professor. You call me mate, it's fine. So. <laughs> Screw the formalities. Corey, as your birthday gift, and since you were chomping at the bit, do you want to ask your question now that yes. we're at the right segment? Yeah, now that we're at the right segment. My apologies All before. Right, bring it. What's your education history? Because okay. in the same amount of time it took me... Like, since I graduated high school, I did four years in the Marine Corps. You have gotten, I'm assuming, at least a bachelor's degree, mm-hmm. a master's degree. No? Just bachelor's. Just a bachelor's, yeah. and you're going straight to the PhD. Because I don't know a whole lot yeah. about how it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I always assumed it was like bachelor's. And yeah, give, master's. Us, right, give right. us your definite, educational definite, history. Very good question. So I'm really curious. Okay, so obviously high school until I was 18, then I graduated. 
I didn't go to any special crazy high school or anything. I went to a, literally a small public school in, in the middle of New Jersey. So um, then I went to Stevens Institute of Technology, which is in Hoboken. So a pretty good engineering school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did. I went for science, obviously. Um, then bachelor's degree, four years, just like the, the normal course of it. A lot of people that I know have done four-year master's degrees or even two master's degrees in five years before. <laughs> yeah, but it's crazy. That's kind of, that's kind of overkill because a lot of those people are going into engineering. So as enge- engineering, from my understanding, you don't really need too much of excessive degrees. You just need to kind of know what you're doing. Right, um, it's more on the job. Right, it's more on the job. And a lot of the things in a lot of the STEM uh, uh, jobs, you don't really need to use anything you learned in school. They kind of just teach it to you the first month or two. It's like a train, hard training, and then you're in, and you're good. But, uh, but for me, it's a little bit different because now graduate school. So now I'm in a PhD program where I went straight from bachelor's degree to PhD, where I didn't even know you can do that. Um, like two years ago when I was still like a junior as an undergrad. Or, I didn't either. Yeah, I didn't even know you can do that. So I was talking to my advisor one day. He's like, oh, so like what's next for you? And he's, I'm like, oh, I guess I want to get my master's and then eventually go for a PhD. He's like, no one really does a master's anymore because in my, in my field, in biochemistry, and I never, I never knew that. Um, you can kind of just... Because if, if you work in a lab as an undergraduate as your, as your bachelor's, you kind of already have master's experience because all that is is you're taking an extra couple classes and you're in a lab a little bit more than you were before. So I basically knew how to do that already. So he's like, all right, you can apply for PhD programs. So I'm like, oh, crap, really? Thanks. So that's <laughs> literally all the nudge I needed to apply for like a lot. Of, I applied for a lot of big name schools, NYU, Columbia, and everything. I got like rejected or waitlisted everywhere except for Stevens. So that's like, okay. No, no, I mean. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I mean, everything's working out now, so I'm fine with yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just to, like just to give you that preface. Like, I'm not like super amazing or anything. Like, like there's been things that happen. Don't be down on yeah. yourself. Oh, well, you didn't. I could, be, I could be down on myself. You didn't That's graduate fine. high school early or anything yeah. like that. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't. I graduated high school. I don't have a kid. I didn't get pregnant, and then. Uh, <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> that's a miracle. Thank God. Good commit, job, I Patrick. And I didn't commit a felony, so that's a good start, right? Ninety-five yeah. percent chance. Amazing. Um, and what? kind of drew you to biochemistry how did you decide that that was going to be your specialty yeah so really it was literally i don't know so like what happened was the, ba- the basic answer is i don't know but what what happened was um, i was in high school i took some like stem kind of classes and i was like doing well in them some of them i wasn't because i just didn't really care about it. in high school i kind of like i was kind of slacking yeah, everyone, in high everyone slacks in high school that. but then i decided to try a little bit harder and i think that's where everything stemmed stemmed from get it ah. <laughs> um that's where everything stemmed from is just like trying hard in high school i think that is what differentiated me from the competition when i got into undergraduate because a lot of them they're really smart really bright people who didn't need to try in high school and i knew how to try so i knew how to study so it gave me an upper it gave me an advantage but to get back to the question um i kind of just filled out my application and since it was a major engineering school they didn't like they had chemical biology which was my major and so I just didn't really know what to put. So I didn't put anything. And then they gave me papers back in the mail and said chemical biology. Because I'm guessing they didn't have enough people as chemical biology, which they didn't. It was only maybe – the school is probably 3,000 undergrads. And there was 20 or so chemical biology majors oh, wow. um, in my grade. So, like, probably 5% of the class. Mm-hmm. So uh, they just put me there. And I'm like, roll with it. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. So, like, there's no, like, inspirational story. So it that. kind of but, happened but it's to kind you, of just yeah. Like, I kind of just how it happened. That's cool, though. That's really cool. I didn't realize. Yeah, so like it could have. Ha- I mean, they could have given me anything. They could have given me electrical engineering, and maybe I would have switched. I don't know, but um, because like in high school, like not to not before I was down on myself, and I'm gonna little brag about myself. I was pretty good at Do science it. and math, both of them. So like, really, wherever they threw me, I feel like it would have been good, but it would have been a dramatically different path from where I am now. So uh, I probably wouldn't have been a professor if I went into engineering because I wouldn't have been forced to get a phd or any graduate degree i could have just went right into the workforce with a 40 hour 40 hours a week job as an engineer somewhere which would have been great and a lot of my friends are doing but i mean i'm not really a nine to five kind of person so i enjoy what i'm doing now See, i feel like you and i are really similar because for a while i wanted to get a degree in engineering mm-hmm. i wanted to do mechanical engineering because i'm like i like science i was good at science but i was never good at math but yeah, you're the good reason, at science you got an the reason so, I, yeah, yeah. awesome yeah. The good job to Corey. He got an A in, in his in my in my intro chemistry. Class. In the intro intro, intro chemistry, the easiest one in the entire school. Yeah, you got an A. Solid guy right here. Nice. Dean's. Like, I can still change your grade. No, 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 don't do that. Anyways, uh oh, you guys better be extra nice to him. 
So, but I was always so I was always good at science because I was always really curious. Mm-hmm. So I like that science is like it explains things, you know, like you learn. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. math was always to me similar to like working out, where it's like doing the same thing over and over, over again. again. It's very formulaic. And you just get better at it, and you just get better at it. But I always hated it because I was had zero interest in it. And you could lift more numbers. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, so I wanted to do engineering because I wanted to be like an engineer, right? But I quickly realized I was like, I rather shoot myself than do this math. Like, f that. Yeah, Yeah, a lot of things that my friends say about one of my close friends is a civil engineer. And uh, I mean, he, he's not too great at math. Like over undergrad, I was like tutoring, half, tutoring him half the time in math. And he doesn't really need that math anymore. He doesn't do like, like long calculus problems for his job. They just have programs that do it. And all his job training is, is learning how to use those programs and learning how to do all, which is hard. But I mean, it's not, it's different. It's, it's drastically different than the education he got. So that's what's interesting about yeah. like that's interesting yeah so and that's the case for most of my friends really not many people are you that i know are using their using the skills they learned in school at their job yeah. so we talk about that a lot on this podcast yeah. that it doesn't really matter what you did in school it doesn't and like it's and jobs don't really OGG. understand that but i mean when you're in the job it it, it shows itself but you like the interviewers don't really oh like so like i mean i feel like for engineering um your coursework doesn't really matter. They don't really like, GPA. I was telling Corey before the uh, and Maddie, uh, the GPA is like a figment of everyone's imagination. It doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. Job interviewers, they literally, if you're above a three or above a three two ish, yeah, you're no competent. one's ever asked me for my college. Yeah, GPA. you're you're competent no and you can do a job at the easiest Maybe level or at the hardest school, level. Like, like if you learned, like, did you think it made a difference? Like your yeah. undergrad going to PhD. Oh, um, when you were applying, like they cared then. It's hard or to say, say maybe because, when you were doing your master's yeah. programs, did they care? Like when you were applying what? about your GPA? Did they care about the G- uh, Yes, they cared about the GPA for master's programs, I would say. But I think most of those applications are um, more comprehensive. They don't yeah. just look at They're your They're more GPA. qualitative. Well, would you say, Shay, that that's like, do you think maybe they cared because it was like a program related thing or because it was a master's? Because I brought it up that sometimes like bachelor degree, like programs that you're in require you to have a GPA that's, that's I think she's talking about like applying, like going from bachelor's to yeah. master's. Oh, okay, they okay, ask got for it. your Oh, yeah. that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I think that matters a little bit more with GPA, but um, yeah. Yeah. For, I mean, for in me, in terms of it was, jobs, it doesn't matter. Right. Really. And jobs doesn't matter. Yeah. And jobs, um, no one cares. Right. And also, I mean, even for, um, I, I would say for doctorate degrees, it de- it really depends on what program you're doing. So like Shay, you're doing business, right? So what was your master's in? Oh, oh, she young is... Patrick, I have oh. two master's degrees. Oh, I wow. have one She's in business well. and one in English literature. Wow, great, yeah, 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 cool. Yeah, my sister has a master's in English lit, so that's good cool. times. Yeah, 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 cool. It sounds terrible. I, I would, I hate English, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but um, yeah. So that's, that's that kind of thing is more of like they would stress more the GPA, but I feel like for a program like myself, um, for biochemistry, the, the biggest thing in biochemistry is research lab experience. Like if you have your name on a publication that that's what they look at the most more than GPA. Yeah, that's true. So, and also, yeah. I mean, if I had a four, I had like, I'm like, I, I could disclose my GPA. I don't really care. <laughs> like some people, some, like I literally, one time I sent, um, my like transcript cause I said one of my friends want to see it. Like, just as a formatting thing. And he's like, are you sure you want to have your GPA there? I'm like, I'm like dude, I don't care if anyone sees my yeah. GPA. It's, it's crazy how protective people are over that. Yeah. Um, but, mm-hmm. like, I had, like, a 363 or something. And, like, that's, like, that's pretty good. But, like, that's not a 4.0. It's not something, like, ridiculously crazy. And I don't see my chances of getting into anywhere any different if I had a 4.0. Right. So, but, yeah. yeah. That is so, what my lab partner does not understand. Yeah, that's what your lab my partner lab does partner not understand. cared way too much about his GPA. Well, I think also in the process of applying, again, the GPA is not that important until if you're going into a super competitive program, they're going to start and it's down to like you and another person and they can't differentiate and you both have a good paper and you both have a good this and such and you both have published, but this person got slightly higher on their GREs or they had a slightly higher... um, you know, whatever. And I think they also use GPAs to kind of like 
you know, you could even if, if you're some kind of like super genius and you published a really good paper, but your GPA is like a 1.2, you're not going to get in. Yeah. You know, because you're going to yeah, be just definitely a uh, you need, out. Yeah. You need some level out. of discipline to do these programs exactly. in general. So. Exactly. So I think that's where it comes into ha- in hand, but it handy. But I think in general, it's not really you know, for the general population, well, it doesn't really come I've, into effect with these that's applications. That's what I've learned since I started college now after the military is that a lot of, like, college, like, school-related problems can be solved by just being disciplined. Like, a lot mm-hmm. of it really is yeah. just showing up every day. That's something that you have yeah. probably. Do you see that, Patrick? Oh. Teaching at a community college, like, the older students versus the 18-year-olds, like, a different level of... Yes, definitely. Like, so, like, I, I, over the... I've been teaching for... Uh, semester and a half, or not? And two being so and close half. to undergrad yourself, like you're teaching people who are not that much older than you. Yeah, yeah. So that's like the, that's weird. That's just like the weirdest thing for me. So I'm still getting used to is teaching people that are in my age group or older, a lot older than mm-hmm. me. So I have a lot of older students in their 40s and 50s, and like. So you're like an associate professor. You're not. No, like no, no. PA. Adjunct, adjunct. Adjunct. So yeah, Sorry, yeah. That's what I'm yeah. For. Associate professor is like full time, like big bucks like really your adjunct yeah, yeah associate i don't know <laughs> yeah, it's guys, like a, they start with a that's it's close okay. enough no one even knows yeah. the word i never even heard of the word adjunct before like two years ago so i didn't even know what that meant yeah um yeah so that's basically a part-time professor but i'm not a ta or anything it's an actual professor so it's something i've noticed is that um yeah the people who are older they're they have more of a purpose like mm-hmm. they, they feel like i'm in school to do this this and this and people who are a little I mean, bit more focused. millennials for, for example like people like us we don't really know, like, we're in college, but it's like, I'm in college for multiple reasons. They're not really streamlined, focused to do one thing. Uh, and I think that's where some of the problem is in doing well in school, but at a place where I teach, I mean, we're at, at the community college, it's not a big deal. You, like what Corey said, you show up, you are diligent or even halfway diligent about your work. You're going to do very well. You're going to get a B or above. Um, but, I mean, but yeah, so, and, and I definitely noticed that difference with the, older and younger people yeah well i definitely feel like it's easy because i mean the, the military is really good at being like you have to show up every day mm-hmm. you don't have to like it you don't have to do anything but you have to show up every day right so it gets really easy when you're like i have school monday through thursday at and you this have time, to do it and you're just like yeah right, you kind just... of have that basic thing already built in yeah, yeah, yeah it's super easy but then you look at the people who have that but don't have like they're like i'm in school because i just got out of high school so my whole life has just been school, school. like i don't know anything else so like i don't know why i'm in college i don't care about it but mm-hmm. it's like bro but you're paying to be here that's mm-hmm. like real money this is capitalism at work and you are squandering it yeah that's so foolish like just do the work yeah and like, i think that the thing is with my older students is they've had jobs before they've had full-time jobs for a long time and they know that they are taking time off of getting money they're losing money by being in school, not just by paying, but by losing their income. It's not this guy's school. So, that's my job. Yeah. If I don't go to school, I don't get paid. Yeah, that's the opposite. That's a no-go for I me. I mean, same here. I mean, as a graduate student, like, it's the opposite. I get paid to go to school. So it's pretty cool. How did you find the job oh, being I, a professor oh, at so BMCC while you're getting of, your PhD? It's kind of very privileged of me because uh, my, <laughs> my dad's a professor. At the, oh, at the same okay. school, yeah. My dad's oh. my dad's in the English department, so um, yeah, he has a PhD in uh, English lit. So <laughs> there you go. There, there we you go. go. So yeah. many of us. So um, he kind of just like got me the job. I still had like interview and everything and do the whole formalities. But, yeah, uh, obviously you're qualified it. and everything. Yeah, yeah, and um, so yeah, and I just kind of fell into it. But if but to be fair, if I was shitty, they would have fired me. So I'm still here. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> oh, you're a good professor. You're a good professor. Oh, I think man, you're that, a good I think, student too. Oh, boom. I'm a, like I'm a, we have a love fest over here. There were there were a couple of classes I missed because uh, I was either hungover and was like, if I go to class, I'm not going to make it, or I like legitimately. You haven't like, submitted your grade yet, Corey. It's cool. I, no, I, I submitted it. I can still change it though. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm not. I know. I'm not going to do that. I think you. No, you were definitely a good professor. PowerPoint sucked though. Yeah, I I wrote that. I was like, but it's not like again, it's not your fault. Yeah, so like. But it was just like a lot of my most of my I go by the like the I mean you can't make a utopian society right, with, right, with right. a classroom, but most students like PowerPoints nowadays because it's just and it's especially with millennials digest. screens. We love right. screens. We like visuals, uh, graphics. Yeah. We like visuals. You're good at that though. The yeah. GIFs. That was genius. Yes, yeah, right. I put GIFs in my presentation now. It's hilarious. Oh, how do you say it? You GIFs, GIFs or GIFs? It's, no, it's GIFs. It's GIFs. It is GIF. Because yeah. GIF what is, is the peanut butter. What is your favorite GIF to use in a in an academic presentation? Yeah, Shay also loves GIFs. Oh, SpongeBob GIFs. 
definitely. No! Yeah. She yeah. hates Spongebob. Yeah. <laughs> me, and, me and Patrick here, we're about Spongebob. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Literally, I wrote Spongebob references on my test. The millennial yes! divide. Yes! Yeah. The millennial divide yes. is alive and well between Shay and oh, our yeah. two young gentlemen. kind of want to actually throw up a little bit. <laughs> I hate Spongebob so much. Oh my god. Dude, but the, the gifts are pretty right? Erroneous, not okay. So what do you do when you're not teaching? What oh. what hobbies do you have? Or are you just chemistry all the time? All yeah, business? Yeah, so like all the time. In the lab or in the classroom? No. That's, that's <laughs> ridiculous. Um, so, I mean, you I have I a like girlfriend, that. I heard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with my girlfriend. Um, shout out Francesca. She's, she's going to be listening to this. <laughs> um, so... What else do I do? I, I play video games. I watch Netflix. Like that's like the boring stuff. I, I play baseball too. Oh, that's uh, nice. I played a little bit of Division Three for Stevens, oh, wow. and then I played for the club team at Stevens because it was just too much work to like six thirty in the morning practices Are you and everything. Yeah, I I, I pitch and play center field. I can tell by your forearms. I'm not gonna let you hit pitcher's forearms. Oh god, I'm good grief! <laughs> Thanks, pro. This <laughs> bromance, bromance is really a beautiful thing that's happening. I used to play baseball too. That's that's oh, cool position. Shortstop. Oh, shortstop. And nice. center field. Shortstop. And oh, center nice. Field. I'm center field and pitcher. So boom. Yeah, I'm a lefty, so that's me. I have to be a pitcher from the lefty. I got that good. I can catch the shortstop and throw to first base with that strong right arm. I, I wish I could. Or I had shot. back in the day. All right, yeah. Yeah, bringing same. it back. Yeah. Okay. Where? Right. Focus it. Yeah. So Where? Um, what else? What else do I do? I've, baseball's a lot. Of, I love baseball. I love watching. I'm a big Yankee fan. Um... I work out a lot, like every day. I do a lot of. I'm into calisthenics, I'm a big thing, pull ups, push ups, and everything. Like, so uh, something I'm in the in training for doing is actually beating some like pull up records. Oh. So. Mm. How many yeah. can you do? So then the one set record is really difficult. I'm not even gonna get into it. the one set record. Like just without getting off the bar, is I think over a hundred, hundred and ten, hundred and twenty. Where they have where after you're done with your pull ups, you just hang there. And imagine like hanging there. Even hanging there hurts, and your grip like hurts after a while, and you really can't hang oh, there for a long time. I don't time. even think I could but do one. Pull-up. I'm not going to do that. I, I can't do one. Do you, you want to know what the Marine Corps record for pull-ups is? What's the, what's the it's over 300. In one set? Oh yeah, a guy who did it without getting off the bar. He was a professional mountain climber, and he would climb mountains with no equipment. Holy crap! Just pure arms. Good luck. Well, the, well, the get, oh no, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not doing that record. I'm not doing that record. No way. Because because something that like uh, baseball really hurt is that my potential to do that record because my shoulder is all messed up and I can't really hang there for too mm. long. But um, really, I'm I'm good at um like the calisthenics with the like, muscle endurance, just like how many you can do in a certain amount of time. Um, so that's where I, I've it's been like training. the most in right, an the hour. most in an hour, most in thirty minutes, right? So uh, last weekend, well, I'm really been. I took some time off because I had big exams. I remember I used to yeah, complain about those exams. Yeah. So I took like two weeks off of working out, and it was like I like shriveled up. Did you like, get though? Uh, yeah. Well, you you told us. You yeah, did I did good. Right? I did really good yeah, on the exams. Good. Yeah, not, I'm bragging about myself again. But um, uh, yeah, I did good on those exams. But um, I kind of like lost my way with working out I, I got like you take two weeks off of working out if you used oh, to yeah. if you work out every day you feel like like a 90 year old woman who has like osteoporosis oh, like, yeah, it's like it's, <laughs> it's like you can't even wake up you can't even like move your arms anymore it's like Ugh, i feel frail like it, it, but even though you look the same oh, look I, exactly I miss, the same i miss a day at this point i feel so bad i've literally never lifted a weight in my life so that's the healthiest people the healthiest people are people who either exercise a lot or don't exercise at all oh great because if you exercise a lot um, you you have healthier, stronger bones and muscles and everything. But if you don't exercise at all, you're not going to deteriorate your bones and joints. It's true. It's a so, huge trade-off. It's a huge trade-off. So the people I who work like out a little bit. Yeah, I feel like that might be. No, I mean, if you, like, I, like if I work out a lot, the more I work out, the more, like, crap my joints feel. And then, like. But doesn't moderate exercise help prevent osteoporosis? Standing up straight helps prevent osteoporosis. Yeah. Like good walking, like like exercise, like walking around helps with that. Or like <laughs> or like jog, like jogging. Swimming is the best. Yeah, swimming is the best. Swimming is the best. I think my idea of working out is different from the two of your oh guys. I, I agree. Other, I agree. Like two months ago, Maddie was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go work out with you," and I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I, "I didn't tell her this, but in my mind, I was like, I'm gonna destroy you. I'm gonna make you regret ever saying those words to me." But then, but I. I out loud i was like oh it'll be great like i'll take you through some light exercises and then the day finally comes boom six in the morning because i don't play around the gym opens at six i get up at six i'm there by like six forty-five, seven o'clock and i'm like all right maddie you ready and she's like 
go without me. I don't want to get out of bed. And I was like, weak sauce. I'm out Good for you, Maddie. Boom, gone. Yes. I don't wake up at 6 a.m. on my day off. Are you kidding? Yeah, well, I mean, I wake up at 6 every like, day. Why? Every day I'm up at 6. Oh, I, used to, I used to do that, but not anymore. Yeah. I mean, I'm, up, I'm up for class at 6. Wait, but. so huh. switching gears, where did you meet your girlfriend? What's the story of that? Oh, okay. All right. So it was, it was like the only time in my life where I actually had balls. Um, <laughs> so... Um, so me How and my long friend, have you guys that, been dating? Uh, it's been six months, seven, oh, okay. seven, seven. Okay. Yeah, I should know this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, well, I was actually on my way coming back from our class, Corey. Oh, so. yeah. So it was like the middle of the day, like 12 o'clock and I was going through a uh, world trade center, um, st- pass station, Oculus. Right. And I just like see these two girls. It was her and her friend, and they were like kind of law. They were looking at a map in their hand because they're, they're she's from North Carolina. Oh, so you just met her there? randomly on the street. Yep. Wow. So I was just oh like, God. Oh my god, this so is cute. such a New York right? it's such moment. A, yeah. So what happened yeah, was tell us the story. Yeah. So I see these two girls are like looking at a map, and they're like, like I'm gonna go that way. I wanna go that way. Which way do we go? So I was like, <laughs> Hmm, I know which way to go. So I was like, I went up to the. I didn't say, I didn't say that. I didn't say that out loud. I said that in my head. I was like, I know which way to go. Yeah, I, should, I should tell them which way to go. So I went up to them, I'm like, hey, are you guys lost? And then she's like, what? And she's like startled, right, that somebody approached her. And I was like, uh, yeah, and, she, and we had an exchange about where we're going. I told them where they're going. And then I was like, she's cute. I should do something. So I was like, hey. The wheels hey. are turning. So I was like, hey, kind of an off chance, but like, do you think I could have your number? And then she was like, yeah. she's like got all red in the face and she's like oh, she was like oh my god like she was sure? slowly scanning to make sure you Aww. weren't a rapist yeah <laughs> <laughs> you passed the test I, yeah so you don't so look like, like a sure. dangerous guy you, you, you caught her with a classic new yorker move you were like are you lost see i would never do that if i'm lost i'm not asking for direct i'll die before i ask for direct same yeah, yeah, a, because, I would, a because, because you're i don't a man. like talking yeah well, well, I mean, a, the thing is I'm like, a man and b because i don't like talking to strangers but i get asked i was living here for like my third day here people are like can you help me find I'm like no i don't know where anything every is every time i'm on the I'm, path it's like does this path like literally says like on the path train like 33rd street or hobo do you know where the path is going? I'm like, dude, just it's right there. Like, just, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. read the sign. You just read the sign. But, so she yeah. said yes, and so then she said what yes, happened? and then we just like, she's like, I didn't really expect you to text me the next day. I'm like, uh, I didn't expect you to text me at Did all. Did she like, just <laughs> move here? Or so, you guys long Aww. distance? So what happened was she was there for uh, looking at schools to go to. So she's so she's a little bit young. She took a gap year, so she's actually 20 right now. Okay. So I'm 23, so it's not it's a little bit of difference, but it's like a weird difference because I am. I did college already, and she's just starting. But she's a year, she's older for starting. That's our situation. She Where did like, she end up going to school? So she's going to the new school, uh, starting oh, in August. Cool. So she took an off a gap nice. year, and now she's she's twenty going in. What what school? The, if we can ask the new school. The new that's school. what it's called. That's oh, the, oh, is that really the name of a? That's the name of a college. <laughs> yes. That's the dumbest thing I've ever oh, heard in my life. That's pretty I'm dumb. Out. That's pretty dumb. What but, is uh, she gonna study? She is performing arts, so she's in the drama program. Oh, cool. She's an actress. Very different from what you do. Very very different from what I do. Yeah, and she likes graphic designing. She likes she could. If you ever need someone to give you a hand on editing these podcasts, she would love to do that. Oh, my God. Uh, well, she we she, she loves ed- that kind of stuff. Um, we do love an intern. Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah, she can steal your reign of employee of the month. I'm not that kind of intern. I don't do no <laughs> – if there's a computer involved, I'm out. O-U-T, gone. But you need some ta- – you need manual labor? Yeah. I'm your guy. Yeah. So uh, that's how we met. And, and yay. And we've been good ever since. So, yeah. Nice, man. So do you – I mean, I feel like that's so unusual. I and mean, we've talked about this a lot in the podcast in this day and age where – it used to be like someone asks you for your number and you're like, oh, that's really nice. Yes, here's my number. But now like 90% of the time if someone – I mean not that anyone is asking me for my number anymore. But if someone <laughs> did, I'd be like, ew, no. Yeah, um, but I, I think it really depends on setting. So like – Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's also most, delivery though. Most time, delivery and setting. So like I never do that. I'm always scared of rejection. Like, And me and my friend, we always – so one thing we, me and my friend like to do, my friend Jerry, I think I mentioned him already, yeah. is we like to, when we go out to bars, I'm more of the observer. I analyze what's going on because obviously I'm a scientist, right? So you look at everything scientifically. Um, it's a very predatory setting where you have... Ooh, super dude. Yeah. Sure. Like you have guys, like the girls know what's going to happen after a while. You go to the bar for a, like a, a year or so and you know that if you wear nice clothes, you're, even if you don't wear nice clothes really, if you're a girl... <laughs> you're really that's the truth uh you're going to be asked by a dude to either dance or do something or, or like like approached right so um the predatory setting kind of like if, if a girl's with her friend it might like, like deter her from doing from actually saying yes to anything 
because they're like nervous or whatever. I'm not a girl, so you guys yeah. know, know better than I do. Um, so like, well, that's going back to like what I I was kind of joking, but I was also like half serious when you approached your girlfriend. Like, that's happened to me on the street before, and you you judge in like that split second. Like, is this someone who I would realistically respond? Yeah. To a text message or a phone call. Right. Do they look creepy? Are they in my age range? Mm-hmm. And you're like making all those judgments on the spot. The same thing happens yeah. in a bar setting too. It's the old joke of like, oh, well, you know, mm-hmm. it's not creepy if the guy's cute, right? Like, right, right, right. Which right. is a crappy mm-hmm. thing to say, but it's true. No, it's, yeah, it's true. Yeah. So like, but like with a bar, it's like, you know, you're in a, like a setting where that's going to happen, which I guess you're kind of right. It's agreed right. upon like social It's contract. agreed upon social thing, which is why but i don't i don't really know i don't really know what she was thinking maybe she shouldn't have said i'm gonna tell her that she was wrong oh with dude decision, for sure but, uh, if, if a woman <laughs> walked up to me and was like can i have your number yeah. i'm like you for sure are trying to sell me drugs if now. she have you guys been um long distance then for the last seven months yeah yeah it's kind of oh, so, so what happened was so i so um she's in north carolina right now she's coming up very soon like probably like next week or so um nice. and i went down there once to see her for a weekend she came up once to see me for a weekend and she came to, she came to New York one other time before that for like accepted students day right and like mm-hmm. that's it so we've basically seen each other four times dude when me and so, Maddie, but, but this they is were much like times. Corey and Maddie's I was just about to say Shay when me really? and Maddie were doing long distance it was coast to coast son west wow. coast east coast yeah oh my god it was brutal but the thing is we made it though yeah usually distance doesn't usually distance is a big factor right if you're dealing with because I had a girlfriend going from high school to college also and that didn't work out because, you know, it's the high school to college. Not 95% of those don't work out. But this is the opposite. This is going from long distance to when you do, when she does go to college, it becomes short distance. I was going to say, distance. it's nice because there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Exactly. So you can that's, say, that's like. That's the point. Right. Yeah. Right. Where, uh, yeah, you can put up with it for a period of time. Right. Right. So that we period of time is almost over. <laughs> that was rough. A year. Wow. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Uncle Sam. Right, so how'd you guys meet? Um, through a mutual friend. Ooh. You can listen to Corey's episode of the podcast. Episode, episode, oh, you have an episode? episode oh, like, nice. Uh, episode two, three, four, no, no, no. Five. It was like episode 11. 10, 11, 12? <laughs> Something like that. It was All one right. of the earlier ones. But we go through it then. But basically, we have a mutual friend that I went to high school with who was in his unit. Oh. And she introduced us. So that's it how like it she, was. I was she, living with Shay at the time. She came yes, home after, after Christmas leave and was like, I got this friend. Here's what she looks like. Here's her name. You want to talk to her? And I was like, yes. And that's how it Oh. Did you agree on that? Did you like say like, oh Yeah, I, I was from like what sure. Kelly told me she said Kelly said that you were like, Let me know if you have any hot single marine friends. Oh, so you started, <laughs> so you started. Yeah, I, I was like, okay. boom, ego boost. Thanks, Kelly. I instigated best. mostly because I was home for like five weeks, so mm-hmm. I was like, I'm bored. And yeah. she's also gay, so I was like, You're not getting anything out of being in the military with guys yeah yeah. so it was kind of a tongue-in-cheek comment but it worked out love her now we're here two and a half years later fun fact for us high five wow Um, congratulations shay do you have any more burning questions um i do not i'm ready to move into the archery range if you are i do have a question Corey has a question our guest okay it is Corey's birthday so he's allowed yeah thank you shoot it so is the question will you be my best friend no then the answer is yes. we could be friends oh yeah. bummer Aww, that's <laughs> anyways uh, in uh in regards to like you're you're getting a, a phd in mm-hmm. chemistry so like what what's your what's your plan with it i know you said you were interested oh, in teaching. that's a good question right, we should have asked that very but, good question so so like teach which i i'm totally cool because when i was in the marines i was very mm-hmm. much a, like a teacher to my junior yeah, marines right, right. so like i understand like yeah, why it's thermal really scopes cool. you know about yeah, that. yeah yeah i know yeah. a lot about a lot but uh do you have any, like, is there anything you'd like to do, like, with the degree, like, research in a specific field, like environmental conservation or so on and so forth? Right, like right. That? So, and with a biochemistry degree, there's two major ways you can go, and it's academia or industry. So, I had an internship at Merck, which is a big pharmaceutical mm-hmm. company in New Jersey, and um, that's the second route. So, obviously, the route I've, I've been, I've explored both with academia being in a graduate program at a school and also teaching at a school. Um, and I... And then there's industry, which you get paid more, but they can let you go in an instant. So, like, you could be working there for – I've seen it, it when I, in my short really term. bad hours, and they expect yeah. you to kind of be right. a slave Even for things, the company. If things don't work, if, if you run into problems, they can drop you, like, in two seconds. I've seen in my short, like, four or five months of being there in the summer, uh, like, people got dropped because, like, 
the project that they were on, which isn't their fault that they're on that project, just didn't work and they didn't. So it's, it kind of looks at like, all right, we need to produce. If you don't produce, you're dead. With academia, it's kind of safer. Safer. Also, you can do other things. So like you're involved in research and you're involved in teaching if you want to be. Um, eventually, I like, I like, I love that. You know, I love teaching. So like, that's just, that's something that speaks out to me more like, yeah, it might be a trade-off with some of the money, but it's more secure. And also, you could make a pretty damn good living from being a, prof- a full-time for professor. Sure, for sure. Hell yeah. Um, so if I were to eventually get my own lab, my own research lab with uh, teaching undergraduates or even graduate students how to do things and, and even make contributions to the field in a lab, because even academic labs, you are, over time you hear documentaries or science things, oh, University of San Diego mm-hmm. made a study on this and discovered this drug or whatever. A lot of these discoveries are coming from institutions. So it's still definitely possible. And in, in, in my lab right now, we're working on some cancer yes. drugs. Yeah, so universities so, produce a lot of like pharmaceutical research, don't definitely. they? Definitely, yeah, they yeah. Really, yeah, it's mm-hmm. kind of impressive. Yeah, and, but the funding comes from the big corporations. For sure. For right, sure. And it's all, but the big corporations do it faster Yeah. because so, there's more money involved. Yeah. It's all money, money, money. So, yeah. But definitely teaching because I want to – I don't like – I'm not a 9 to 5 kind of person where I, I can't imagine for like – 20 years and it's a big millennial problem a lot of millennials now are, are not nine to five i, I read this mm-hmm. article where a lot of millennials want to uh, it's projected that most people in our age group will uh quit their job within two years and yeah, join Deloitte a new just job. did a huge study on this yeah i think it yeah, was yeah, the same yeah, thing i read about they don't want to stay at a, a job for a long time doing right. not the same hours and all that stuff it's hard man yeah it's, it's hard and it's just also like our attention span sucks compared to our parents, compared to our older generations. I feel like it's not that though. I feel like it's more like we're not we're not engaged the right way. I feel like our I feel like I feel, like, I feel like I think it's how you how you engage a person's attention. Whereas I feel like older generations were content with being like assembly line workers. It's like I just need to do this singular motion for nine hours out of the day or whatever, get mm-hmm. paid, go home. But it's like right. I'm not that way. Like, yeah. The work I do has to be interesting. I don't care how I do it, but it's got to be interesting. If it's if it's mind numbing in the least, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I don't care how long I have to work. I'm done. Right. That was a car part of being military. A lot of it's just monotony, which I hate. I detest mm-hmm. monotony. Yeah, yeah, totally right. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, I like I'm more comfortable in a setting where not I don't just have one job. I kind of have like three or four little things that I'm doing that add up to one job. So like a research professor is perfect because you have a lab. You need to work focus on your lab work. You also have paperwork involved, which, I mean, no one likes paperwork, but it's little, I like a bunch of little things rather than one just uh, assembly line kind of thing. Then also you have uh, students to teach um, in the classroom and in the lab. And then you have other things as well, which, yeah, like meetings and stuff. So it's like put that all together and it's like a sound like career where you're doing different things. You're always on your toes. And, and like I like all those stu- all those different things. So why not? That's great. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great place to go into the archery range. I do. Uh, Corey, I would like to give you uh, my birthday gift to you is that you can take over my portion of the rapid fire archery range and ask young Patrick here all the questions. What are the questions? Corey doesn't listen to the podcast, so he doesn't know. So Corey doesn't know. Well, I take it back. (laughs) I guess it's then. Patrick, what is your favorite book? Answer as quickly as possible and we're going to ask you a series of questions. I don't really read that yeah. many books, so I guess a chemistry textbook. Great. <laughs> Favorite movie? Um, Braveheart. Favorite video game? Halo 3. Uh, favorite childhood snack? Uh, um, Klondike bars. What Ooh, the? F- yum. Favorite year in school? Favorite what? Favorite year in school? Year in school? They all sucked. Um, I thought said year in school. Yeah, I said year in school. <laughs> um, like, like, which grade do you mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, like uh, anything that stands out, like a good senior year. Senior year high school or whatever is the best of the, all the shitty ones. Favorite beer? Oh, um, Blue Moon. Dude, Favorite SpongeBob character? Patrick, oh, my God. come on. That, that's oh, me, my gosh. So. Oh, that, that's a <laughs> yeah. solid choice. Yeah. Solid. Good grief. Uh, Actually, like Old that. Man Jenkins. He's pretty cool, too. Nah, dude, Patrick. Nah, nah, Patrick, okay. Patrick is Patrick, the yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, Favorite food? Um... I like I eat everything that's in front of me. I guess lasagna. Keep it Italian. Fantasy vacation destination. Uh, I guess Rome. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah, I'd like to go to Rome. Favorite place you've been besides New Jersey and New York? I don't really travel much. Let's see. Um, I'll, 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 okay, here's a cute one. North Carolina. See my girlfriend. Oh, like yeah. she'll like that when she listens yeah, she to likes this. It. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Favorite spot in New York City? Central Park. 
It's a good it's one. Good classic. classic. I like that. Yeah. Do you have any more questions, Shay? I, I, I gotta have more interesting answers. So shoot. No, a, those, shoot a these more. are good. And no, you're those are the good. first guest who's actually like stepped up with the answers right away, as opposed to being like, "Well, Dude, well, um, rapid fire." So I, was, I applaud I was you. A failure. I was like, blah, blah, blah. I don't understand. I don't know. I can't. I don't know. Do you have any more? Oh um, gosh, what are? If not, it's okay. Uh, this is, <laughs> I like this. I like that. I like to. Like you like the rapid fire? Can we say favorite yeah. TV show? SpongeBob? Oh, no, no, but not really, not really, not really, though. Like, that's like favorite, favorite childhood. Ooh, favorite show. movie. Yeah. But favorite. He said Braveheart. Fa- Braveheart. Oh, you movie. did, damn it. Also, like, other one, I, I love Gladiator, too. I'm a big oh, I dude. love war movies. Yes, Gladiator's um, amazing. Uh, favorite, like, actual, like, like, actual TV show? I guess Sopranos. Oh, it's a good one. Classic. Yeah. 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 Double down on the I Italian like that. theme. I oh, of like course. it. Of course. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it. Oh, I want favorite Italian dessert. Oh, cannolis. Favorite Italian dish? Yeah. What? Favorite Italian meal, period. Are you Italian? Have we established this? Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I, I, don't think I am. I'm not sure. No. <laughs> um, I'm just curious. Um, Pasta of any kind? I guess yeah, we just go with simple, like, ziti with meatballs, I guess. It's yeah, just it's like, a good I one. always deal with that. Yeah. I like that. But, like, I like them all, but it's just, like, a different mood. You know, it really depends on the yeah. mood. Yeah. Like, sometimes I'm in the mood mm-hmm. for, like, a huge sub. Mm-hmm. Like, for but, sure. Yeah. But. Totally. Yeah. All right. Awesome. This has been so well, delightful. Patrick, you've been an excellent guest. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for interviewing me and having me. Yeah. yeah. And shout out to Corey for his special birthday surprise being here. Mm, Happy birthday, here. Corey. Thank you for having me on. Hello, guests. Happy birthday, hello, Corey. Hello, listeners. Happy birthday to me. Did you say hello, guests? Oh, yeah. That's I me. did say hello, guests, which is you. <laughs> that's me. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, Patrick. Um, anything else, Maddie? Nope, that's it. All right. Follow us on iTunes and all that jazz. Um... Patrick, do you want to be found anywhere on the internet? Instagram. Let's do it. Because I've, right, I've been building handle? my brand lately. It's a new like thing it. that millennials like to do. So I might as well <laughs> get that? it. What's the handle? So the, um, at Pat DePaolo. So P-A-T-D-E-P-A-O-L-O. That's Great. my Instagram Boom. thing. Boom. And Love you can it. see my calisthenic videos. And you can see. Um, <laughs> what else? I put my rate my professor on there, too. So <laughs> oh follow me. Or drop a rating. Funny. I rate my professor. I have a 4.8 right now. I'm trying to get up to a 5 again. Hey, somebody, 5. He's a good dude. Somebody put a 4, and I'm not too happy about it. Probably no, somebody that failed. <laughs> no. Probably somebody that failed. They literally wrote, like, 4, but he's a really great professor, and he's fantastic. That's so just dumb. put a 5, then. You're like, like yeah, yeah, yeah solid 5. I but whatever. Right. It's no big deal. Good job. All right. All right. Well, thank bye, you. Bye, campers. We will talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening. Camp Adulthood is hosted by Maddie Yergi, Resident Youth, and Shay Keats, Camp Adulthood. We are produced by Jenny Mayfield, and this episode was recorded in Maddie's living room. You can find us on social media at camp underscore adulthood. You can email us hello at campadulthood.com, and you can visit us at campadulthood.com. Please also find on our website, there are links to our Patreon page where you can be a subscriber, and there are many cool prizes. Thanks, campers. We hope that you enjoy your stay at Camp Adulthood.